Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to the Masters of Modern Podcast. I am your host, Alex Kessler, just as Steve from Stranger Things, and I am here with a special co-host today for the very first time in person in two years. Hello, Professor. Hey, I'm Ben Bateman, and I... Oh, no. Hello. Yes. What's, can you give us your best Ben Bateman impression? Movies. Movies. Uh, movie nerd. Um, well, actually, that was... Uh, Citizen Kane was not the, the, the best Orson Welles movie. This other one was. The, the light, and, you, are, you have yeah. the tie on already. Right, You're yeah. already in a suit. It's right. uncanny. I can't yeah. handle it. So welcome. It's, thanks for having me. It's Absolutely. great to be here uh, at the Masters of Modern Horizons podcast. Uh, All well, about the Modern Horizon format. Hey, you know, it's a horizon looks great. Uh, you know, you get really good photography. If you have a good camera, we have a good camera. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the format has become dominated recently by by two very specific sets. I hope you have your Merktides and Ragavans. I have my Ragavans. I opened one Merktide. I, I hate both of those cards <laughs> so much. So do you think do you think Ragavans going to be banned in Legacy in the next? They don't want it in Legacy. Sure, who cares about Legacy? But the, the issue is banning it in Modern. The problem is is that. It's very embarrassing for them. Like, like I just came over from thinking about Commander, and it's like that's where cards like uh, uh, Riptide, Merfolk, what is it? Uh, Hull Breacher. Yeah, Hull Breacher. Hull Breacher was designed for Commander, and it was in the premier Commander set, and it had to be banned from Commander. That's an embarrassing thing. So if Raghavan, which was designed for Modern, and in the premier premium modern sales set that needs to be banned, then this is showing some very bad things about Wizards of the Coast and the people who make the game. And, and they're they're that and maybe that they shouldn't be designing cards for Commander and Modern. And so they don't want to reveal that. So I think that banning Raghavan and Modern is like they are like, figure out what else to ban instead of that. They will ban anything but well, but we I don't know that it needs to be banned in modern. We we <laughs> we dealt this in the past where we were uh, Hogak, right? Like Hogak was no. the exact uh, same situation. Uh, but they did after banning three other cards beforehand, right. <laughs> eventually bite the bullet and get rid of Hogak. Now, I do think Hogak is a significantly more detrimental deck for the metagame than anything that Raghavan is doing. Yeah, but the price tag on Raghavan Kind of is having the opposite effect though, where like this deck, this card is just fine enough where it probably doesn't need to be banned. If you want to build a deck that can beat it, you can, but a third of the format is playing the card. Right. And also, if I want to get into modern, I now have to buy an $80 Raghavan or buy uh, Ultimate Masters, Double Masters 2, which is coming out next year, or, or Modern Horizons 3, which is coming out the year afterwards, and them having. High-priced cards is what they want. Them banning Raghavan is bad for business because they want to put Raghavan in at least one, if not both, of those sets to sell their overpriced packs. Well, now, now the next Modern Horizons is the Lord of the Rings set, so that won't have... I don't oh. think that can have Raghavan in well, it. Well, but that's not really Modern Horizons. But it is being printed directly into Modern, like oh. the Horizon sets. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I've been be breaking bad news, <laughs> the Professor. On I, know, no, I know that. I just I blocked it out. <laughs> so, but they're not calling it Modern Horizons Three. It just is Modern. Yeah, Horizons yeah, yeah. 3. Correct, correct. Oh God, it's like a knife in my gut. Now we don't know the retail, so it might be more like because they want casual game players to buy the Lord of the Rings set. It might yes. not be at the like. 
$10 a pack Get price ready tag. to have to buy Gant, run Gandalf and Modern and I'm excited. Yeah. Tom Bomb- <laughs> I like Gandalf. I need my Tom I Bombadil. don't want Tom Bombadil and Magic. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that in Lord of the Rings, to be honest, but <laughs> which might be a spicy take. Yes. I don't I don't know. Uh that that was admitted. Can I ask you a insane. serious question though, yes. as I am now in the presence of the master? I would like you to tell me, and for your viewers to correct you in the comments below. Oh no. Do you think it's fair to make these jokes about modern being the modern horizons format or do you think that this is blown out of proportion and that i'm because by the way if you haven't experienced my content what i was just doing was called a bit where i i'm just <laughs> trying to be funny and cranky some people really don't like it you're going to hear that too we're like god i'm sick of the professor i like being a little cranky but like cranky jokingness aside do you really think that it's fair to call modern the modern horizons format now or or is that just a a effect of we haven't had any tournaments where we're only looking at magic online results. We're, we're not even really playing modern that competitively like we were pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. And when there was things like a modern GP that we sort of have something like that coming up. But do you think that, that, that this really has turned into it's modern horizons, the format, not so much modern, the format. I think, I think three things have happened. Yeah. I think one, it's not just modern horizon sets. It's just the last three years of magic. Yeah. Like, like it's not like Eldraine is sitting out there, not also dominating the charts. Yeah, it's not like I, damage. like Ikoria is also out here, yeah. like war, of the spark, like from war, of the spark through yes. really Ikoria you've had, and then two modern horizon sets bookending that you have had some of the most powerful eras of magic cards printed right. in not necessarily a positive way ever. Right. Yeah. Like like Urza's saga had less cards banned than the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> so like Modern Horizons is a condensement of that. Modern Horizons 2 almost is it's it's interesting balancing the two different Modern Horizons because mm-hmm. Modern Horizons 2 is a fairer set. There are less problem cards in it, mm-hmm. but that means there's a wider breadth of cards that are just being played in Modern. Yeah. Where Modern Horizons 1 had like five to six cards plus a bunch of reprints that were more powerful. Mm. And I think that's my complaint with modern horizons Two, mm. is modern horizons Two, not being as much of a reprint set. Like, cause modern horizons one was half cards that were not in modern being printed in the modern. Yeah. Modern horizons two was a, like a 10th of those and mostly brand new cards that they were printing in the modern for the first time. I was so excited to get counterspell in modern. I same. And, and, and it's doing stuff, right? Like yeah. the fact that like it's counterspell. Yeah. It's, 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 and, and like had made like some of the cool cards from modern horizons. One, I'm excited that archmage charm is like good. Yeah. And like, that's a card that you could have picked up for two years at a, like 10 cents at yeah. one point that like is now worth something. So, but I, I don't disagree with the statement that modern horizons plus the last two years of magic have affected it. I do think your point though, that we haven't had real paper tournaments is also affecting the metagame. Yeah, I think that's a big effect. Because something with modern, like Jun players, Merfolk players are players of magic that do well at GPs. But when you like talk about what's good are rarely brought up. And part right. of that is like, there's a reason. yeah, there's, there's like players can be good at magic, right. right? Like I can be great at Merfolk. I know every matchup in and out versus you, or you're the Merfolk player, me, Who's like, I know the metagame deck. I have Cascade Elementals and I'm like, but I've only played 30 plus games with this deck versus your five years of experience. Sure. Well, that's that's true about just about any modern deck like the the modern. What I loved about modern in the early days is that it really was the format where if you had a deck that you loved, it didn't have to be the best deck in the format. You just had to be the best at playing it. And and you really did have a shot to go in there and and perform well. And I don't I guess what I'm saying is I don't think that's no longer true. I just yeah. think that we live in a world where you can have a moto account and yes. that moto account, you can pay $50 a month to get every card in the entire in existence and build any deck you want. And so now people just are able to very efficiently trade up to whatever the metagame is right. versus in paper magic. That's not true. Right. Like when I've gone to GPs, yes, I would play like in a two day event. I. 50% of the time I'm playing against like metagame decks, but the other 50% of the time I'm playing against like the player who's playing Coco blood artist. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. Oh, I can't beat you because I didn't sideboard cards to fight. What happens when you have four blood artists in play? Right, right. And I like fetched down to 16 to thought sees you. Okay. Uh, good game. Let's sideboard. Like there, there's a, a, a 200 page book 
written about how to play Mono Blue Tron, right? Right. And 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 I guarantee you that if you handed me the Merktide Regent deck in Modern and I sat down against from whoever wrote that book, uh, who I've interacted with positively on, on Twitter and Reddit and is an awesome person and maybe you'll link it and stuff. It's really cool that they're, yeah. they're, they're this obsessed. This person is this obsessed with Mono Blue Tron. They literally wrote a textbook about it. And I guarantee you, you could put the Merktide Regent deck in my hand, but me sitting down against them to play Modern and they've got their Mono Blue Tron deck, they will probably beat me because I don't really know how to play the Merktide Regent deck well. I've never personally piloted it. Uh, I've seen it played a couple times, but I, I and, and, and so I would probably perform poorly. And they wrote a textbook about Mono Blue Tron. I used to beat Splinter Twin with Merfolk. I won a box. I won a win a box uh, event at a GP uh, up against Splinter Twin. This poor gentleman uh, did not know what hit him. It was right when I started my YouTube channel. Probably didn't know anything about me, but I won a box of Theros, maybe, or uh, uh, something like that uh, was was the, the thing. And it was win a box, and I won it with Mono blue merfolk, and it was down to me and Splinter Twin. He could not believe what he was seeing. Right. He was like, "What the hell is happening?" And yeah. I'm like, "I know how to handle Splinter Twin." Well, and that's that's kind of the point, right? Is like, yes, right now we're living in a world where Modern Horizons has been so dominant. Yeah, but we're also living in a world where it's like, a the deck data we're getting is in in incomplete, right? Like the only yeah. five O's we get are the ones that like, oh, here's an interesting list. Here's right. what's going on. Not necessarily what the actual metagame report is. Like mm-hmm. Vantage Goldfish is never perfect data. The like wider situation of what decks are good versus are bad is dictated. Now, on the other hand, I yes. just do think these cards are insanely powerful, yes. right? Like it's 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 and it's not just it's not just the elementals. It's not just Raghavan. It's no. Kroxa. It's Lurus. Right. It's Kahira. It's Archmage Charm. It's Force of Negation. It's yes, Renin Six. It's now. Do I wish Force of Negation was just Force of Will? Kind yes. of. What about Mana Drain? Uh, <laughs> I don't think there are enough Mana Drains in print. They'd have to reprint it. Yes, but like Force of Will would become expensive. But it would kind of do what Jace did, yeah. where like two reprintings after that, because a lot of people have play sets of Force of Will. Yeah, I have play sets of Force of Will because I've had it like my first. One of the only two times I've ever been able to get my parents to buy me a gift that was magic related for my birthday was Force of Will play sets because it was like <laughs> I I put them in the cart on Channel Fireball. I gave them the password to the account and was like this. And the one time I failed is I said, I want four X sinkholes. This was because I was a model pox player, uh-huh. a model black pox player, legacy a long time ago. And I sent it to my mom. I was like, this is what I want. And she went and bought at the time. It was like a two hundred dollar um judge promo yeah because it was the one that had four copies available so she didn't know i was saying i want four sinkhole whatever the cheapest one was she found literally written on channel fireball 4x sinkhole and checked out one of those and i was like wait (laughs) not that so buying gifts for people from your parents it's actually one of the reasons i like commander product precons and was sad when they stopped being christmas yeah releases because they were the perfect sure magic gift because like i don't know a single magic player that couldn't get something out of a match a, a commander pre-con even like hardcore competitive people there's cards of value in those you mm-hmm. could randomly get your thought name true name nemesis but back to your original question and the point of what we were talking about i think it's more the last two years and not necessarily just modern horizons sure. that's been a problem I think that's fair i think that's fair um i also think that uh modern players or modern spectators often have a kind of tunnel vision where they dis they will acknowledge yeah these are the top decks they'll go look at mtg goldfish the meta breakdown and they'll say that's what you need to be playing but they will refuse to acknowledge tier two decks and their ability to perform they will refuse to acknowledge that not everybody's looking to win the gp and that i can show up look you can show up with a hundred dollar modern deck and 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 there will be matchups that you win and, and they will just be like, ah, nah, nah, nah. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if more people did that, that would also create a bigger pool of diversity and some new ideas might emerge from that. Which I think is what happens at Grand Prix level events, right? right? Like one of the reasons it was we're living in a world of only online play. Yeah. And those come along with the fact that people can just have easier access to the cards or don't like I'm not playing Moto to have fun as much as I'm playing Moto to like get tickets or win events or yeah. like, or like get better at magic. Right? right. Like I'm going to a grand prix to have fun and you'll have people that are like, I'm going to try spiking this with the deck. I know how to play right with my brew with, and like 
those win. Look at Zach Elsick, right? Like he yeah. like was like, I literally had him on twice on the podcast. The first time was when he like just got the 16th place with Lantern Control. Yeah. And he sat on the podcast and was like, oh, this is the best deck in the format. And I'm going yeah. to win the next GP I go to. Like right. this deck is bad. And they were like, you're playing a bunch of like draft chaff that no yeah. one's ever heard of. This deck is like, not like we're like, we believe you, you have a 16th finish. We're and at, at the time it was something like $80 worth of yeah. cards. Like your, your, your Mox Opal was the only expensive card in the entire yeah. deck. And then, and then two weeks later, <laughs> well, the next Grand Prix was in with it. So it was like, like, and that's where Amulet Titan came from. Yeah. Like Death Shadow was a There's better deck after a card got banned. There's not enough experimentation and creativity in modern. And, and I've had back even when it was a GP format and gps were going on i was always saying on my modern episodes modern is a format where you can build and brew what you like and the comments were filled with with cynical replies saying like no it isn't and i really do think that modern even now though i do think a little less so because of horizons but even now modern it does have space for experimentation and uh you know what zach elsick did in particular i I actually spent some time with him (laughs) we were flying back from a gp and we were in the same airport and waiting room and and we were talking about that and he was you know going over with me how he's like well i don't want to play magic online and i just want to play with cards that i have in hand and i don't have a lot of money to spend so i look for decks that i can build and that's where lantern control came out of and imagine if there were more people treating the format the way zach elsick had uh, that there could be a, a much larger diversity of decks. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that's true. And I also do believe in the strength of uh, uh, the rogue deck, the strength of you just knowing your deck better than the opponent knows theirs. Mm-hmm. All of that comes together into modern. It, it does make it a format that is way more accessible than other people feel, which I think brings us to the main thing we were going to talk about, which is how do you get started in modern? Right. And I want to say you don't spend more than 100 bucks. Yeah. I want to say you want to get started in modern. Anybody here who is watching this or anybody here who has a watching this that has a friend and it's like, I can't get started in modern because it's $1,600 for the t- top three decks, which it is, uh, or even 750 for the next three decks. <laughs> you can have a modern deck for life with a hundred bucks and zero proxies. J- just throw something together with goblins. Uh, it's yeah. true. Just, just yeah. you go, go, go to MTG Goldfish. Scroll down to eight whack and 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 Sleep and it put it together and uh, start whacking off in modern. And you know, <laughs> you can do that for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's it's like seventy bucks or eighty bucks or something like that. And I'll tell you this: modern goblins uh, is a deck. Right. It is legitimately a powerful deck. And the thing is, is that if you start with your seventy dollar uh, uh, eight whack deck. And you love it and you love the format, you might then start upgrading it. And maybe you already have a whatever in your trade binder or in your collection. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to slowly start making this into the, the full on non-budget modern goblins list. And or what happens is, is that as you're getting games, as you're playing games, it's like, oh, what is that? Oh, that's Amulet Titan. Well, that was that's cool. That looks like a fun deck. That was what I would always say when I'd go down to modern at the local game store. I'd, I'd, I'd be losing and I'd say, that looks fun. And then you know what people would say to me half the time? Hey, you want to get a practice game in with it? Here you go. Right. And then you go, oh, all right. Maybe I'm going to build towards Amulet Titan. So yeah, it is 750 bucks. But you can build towards it. And it's a deck for life. And you love it. And that gives you, that makes your scissors all the sharper in the rock, paper, scissors of modern when you know your deck really well. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's kind of like, you know, you brought up like the metagame has been drastically changed. But there's a lot of places that if you had been investing in modern from the beginning, like if you had a modern deck from back in the day, yeah. that deck has evolved into new decks as you move forward. And yes, those fallen out of the metagame, but like, say you were a birthing pod player and you bought into that deck, that deck when birthing to pod got banned very quickly became collected company. decks, right. And that eventually became, um, the, the combo with, um, tap it, put a minus one, minus one counter, untap it and Vizier Remedies, mm-hmm. the elf that I'm forgetting the name of, that's right here, that's been edited in front of us. You can't see it, but you can see it. I see it. <laughs> Should I be alarmed? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I put a lot of stuff in the ice cream we got earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's the the Russian radiation. Um, the the So it became that combo, and then that deck became Heliod Company, right? right. Like the, that that deck evolved, right? And, and if you were a Splinter Twin player, you then went into blood moon yeah. and you were a, you know, a blue moon player for a while. And now you like, then you did Phoenix and then now you're at the like Ragavan Merktide region. But right. like, 
the most expensive part of those decks often are just the mana base. And once you have one of those mana bases and the core pieces no, to it's it. No, the well, Now, yes. Now. Ragavan is more expensive than Scalding Turn. Yes. That's, so that's... we can no longer say it was just, thank you, Wizards of the Coast, because I used to be able to say, you know, the only expensive thing in modern is those mana bases. I did videos where I cut out the mana base and I'm like, look, this top deck is 100, 200 bucks. It's just the mana base. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast, because now it, the mana base is still very expensive. But also, there's other cards that are very expensive. Make sure you buy Modern Horizons 3 and <laughs> Double Masters 2. I do think part of that was true, though, before, but it was it was Jund, right? Yeah. It just happened to be all in one deck, right. right? Like, you could play a bunch of different value options, and Jund was the one where you need the four Lilianas and you need right. the four Tarmogoyfs. Now, Blue-Red is that deck, and Tarmogoyf yes. is $20. It is not $20. Twenty dollars. <laughs> Liar. There's no way. All right. Fact check. Fact on, check. On, on camera. The, yes. All right. Fact check. Please be twenty dollars. There's no way. You're a liar. Um, yeah. Twenty-three dollars. Twenty-four. <laughs> I guess okay. Oh no, twenty-one. Right. No. That's twenty-six. Twenty-six. I see twenty-six. If you go down to Time Spa Remastered, yeah. twenty-one dollars. Wow. Well. I guess I should have cashed in my my binders of Tarmogoyfs that I speculated using my kids' college fund. On. I have a Tarmogoyf in my like big box of green cards that's yeah. not sleeved, and I don't. Oh I'm not God. worried about. I, I don't actually have a box of Tarmogoyfs, and I don't speculate on cards. Oh yeah. Uh, well, like someone, there was an MTG finance person who had um, what's the what's the green double count creature counters enchantment four mana? That's that one right there. Yeah, the one right there. Yeah. Yeah. Fierce. Yeah. No, it's not fierce. Thank it's you. fiercely expensive. Fiercely expensive. It's worth four Tarmogoyfs now. And yeah. five years ago, 80 Tarmog it was 80 of them equal to one Tarmogoyf or something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, and part of it is just they reprinted Tarmogoyf enough. Right. Like the Tarmogoyf is. What a concept. Reprints worked. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if they hadn't bumped it up to my Mythic. Imagine if it had just been rare. If it would have worked even better, faster. Oh, yeah, it would be. Like, it would yeah. Be... Oh, God. Good thing they bumped Cavern of Souls up to Mythic. Thank you, Wizards, for that. Noble Hierarch is still. It's $20, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and that was rare, maybe. Right. When it was reprinted once. Well, thank goodness for Raghavan and Merktide Regent. So, the yeah. format would be accessible. So, so. It is accessible. We're here to tell you just try out Soul Sisters because we'll try out Norrin Sisters. Norrin yeah. Sisters is yeah. cool. I bet you or, nobody's or like even the, trying the, out Norrin Sisters. Like the, the three man enchantment from Modern Horizons, but an uncommon that lets you return a one drop every turn mm -hmm. or gain a life. Yeah. Like I've had that in play with Spore Frog. Oh yeah. And you feel undefeatable. You know what Ragavan can't do? Uh, attack you through a Spore Frog. <laughs> Nor can Merktide region. Yeah, there you go. And that's what I mean though about like, and I'm joking by the way, before you're all like, Norn sisters, what does he know? I, I simply mean that that was a great deck at one point. Sure. And I think everybody just stopped playing it. And uh, you know what? If you played it and learned how to play it, Someone's going to sit down and be like, what the hell's going on? Norn the Wary? Soul Sisters? What? And then it's going to be like, oh, my God. Well, there's also there's also a ton of new cards, like from the most recent set that hasn't been explored. We did a whole episode with Zach Elsick, not Zach Elsick, Zach Allen, uh, about uh, if your name is Zach, you have to play modern. Yeah, yeah it's it's a requirement so, uh, it, about um, like how the graveyard has been changed just from Innistrad Midnight yeah. Hunt and like. There hasn't been a major event where like with the reanimator deck could do anything or like Phoenix is back. All of the Phoenix right. players can come back and that deck is not that expensive outside of the mana base right. um, that like and that's kind of the first point is like buy one of the hundred dollar decks, buy buy something that's inexpensive, buy yeah. an onto the goblins and then start investing in mana bases and staples because those then can be pretty applicable to the metagame. And as it shifts, you can buy into decks that are good or bad. To be honest, Amulet Titan is not a bad option. Primeval Titan is like very inexpensive at this yeah. moment. Like that's an easy one to get. Amulet isn't that expensive. Like Scapeshift isn't that expensive. Right. All things considered, like in, in, on its historic scale of pricing because it was reprinted. So like we like did a whole episode where we built like what would our modern challenger decks be mm. uh, with the like pioneer ones. I guess this is somewhat relevant. That was a fun episode. And like Amulet Titan was one of them. You yeah. can make most of Amulet Titan dirt cheap. Okay. Or you can make a deck that's taking advantage of Valakut, Scapeshift, Amulet, and Primeval Titan without spending too much money. You don't have your Force of Negations, you don't have your Furies, sure. but you don't need those. At least especially if, listen, 
are you honestly thinking my plan is to go down to, you know, Magic the Gathering Las Vegas and win it? Or is it my plan is to go down to my LGS and play in this eight person modern event that fires on Thursdays? There's a huge difference between what you need to be bringing for those goals. Well, especially and you now can build no, into it. Yeah. Especially now where there's no pro tour. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to win for? Right. <laughs> like now, now at this moment, especially magic is its purest. You are playing for fun. That is why we're playing magic. Well, I mean, moment. magic, the gathering Las Vegas is a big event. That and, and I'm going to re repeat here uh, that I'm dead serious. If you win magic, the gathering Las Vegas modern, uh, 25 K championship thing with Merfolk. I will fly you out to Tolarian Community College where you will star in a Tolarian Community College video at Tolarian Community College all on me. So all expenses paid, fly you out there. So that's what you're playing for and the $25,000 or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's distributed throughout, so it's like a used Honda, but it's still, that's nice. I mean, if you are going to, like, on the scale of archetypes in modern, yeah. Merfolk is tied with the most Grand Prix wins. That's right. It's it and Affinity, because and Affinity Merfolk no longer is playable. Tide. They know the tide. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got to work on these dad jokes yeah. <laughs> moving forward. A couple months. I know I got a couple months on that. Oh, I guess I don't know if I announced it on the internet, but I'm having a kid in, hey. uh, hey, uh, in April. So expect more stuff around that. One of the reasons I'm doing this costume every day thing. Yeah. Because I did it last year because it was like during quarantine and you're wearing a costume yeah this is this that's is, how you dress regularly yeah, well I, I i am a c that, i work at an ice cream shop after yeah. hours that's my right. that's my night job yeah <laughs> the toy business doesn't pay a lot uh, um but uh and this one is in honor of the stranger Things secret layer and also in unhonor because how dare they not print steve into it who's the that's best character your, how dare they about the stranger never mind never mind yeah, well, we have different opinions on the stranger Things thing for sure <laughs> we can get into that later um but the oh yeah so uh oh but i'm wearing a costume every day this year partially because i'm like carrying it forward because yeah. i realized that next year i get to put the kid in a costume every day for the month of october oh and i'm like i already have like a snorlax yeah. and a like baby yoda outfit picked out and we'll slowly be building off of that uh if anyone has any recommendations of baby costumes for next year please submit them on twitter i guess tweet at me or comment below comment below on great baby costumes. So that's happening. So yeah, I'm going to, I need to work on my dad jokes. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, back to modern, um, I guess, I guess like this is a good moment, if any, to do all of the normal commercials. Hi, this episode is brought to you by our patrons. Uh, they're great. Uh, they make this episode happen. They're the reason we are able to have an editor, why this can exist on YouTube, why it still exists today. Uh, thank you a to all of you for helping make this happen. And also please check them out. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreoncom slash the MM cast. Uh, we also do a Monday night commander stream every Monday night. Uh, this month, we're going to be doing a bunch of artisan commander content where we're brewing up decks where you can only play uncommons and commons. And the commander has to be one of the uncommon commanders. That's like a whole new thing we're trying out. Uh, and then speaking of trying to do stuff without spending a ton of money. The force of will is legal. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, last but not least, uh, if there's an affiliate, if you're going to buy cards, TCG player at any point, there's a link below. Just click on it. You don't have to buy anything right now. But if you want to try one of these hundred dollar decks we're trying out, if you click on that. You're able to we'll get we get some amount of uh, uh, payback from that. And it helps us out. So definitely appreciate if you're ever a TCG player purchaser clicking on that link and it'll remember you you don't even have to buy anything right now just click on that link uh yeah i, I have i have i have a, do you have any magic trivia and this episode is also brought to you by taco bell take the taco bell gordita crunch challenge just by going to taco bell.com forward slash modern master to mm cast forward slash mm cast and then did down to a participating taco bell where if you can crunch into a gordita crunch you might win a force of will yeah you just have to at uh, at the MMCast at Taco Bell. At Taco Bell we yeah. sent you and say your favorite Taco Bell menu item. And right. then and then maybe they will actually officially sponsor. I would kill which, for a Taco Bell which, sponsorship. Which combination, which combination of the exact same four ingredients is your favorite? Let, let, let Taco Bell know in the Gordita Crunch Challenge. It's uh, it's the cheesy Gordita Crunch. Cheesy it's it's gordita it, crunch. I think I think I think We've ranked these. Cheesy Gordita Crunch is the best one. Crunchwrap Supreme is the best drive uh, road trip food ever invented. 
You're just saying that because you're sponsored by him. Hashtag shill. Hashtag sellout. <laughs> you can hold it while drive it. You can't oh, do that with a cheeseburger. Right. Enough with your shillery. But you gotta, you gotta McDonald's take it. You know how much the Taco Bell pays for his car. Taco Bell pays for his house. <laughs> all this. Give me that Taco Bell money, please. Yeah. Um, that or Cracklin' Oat Brand. Though I guess they're on strike right now, so Kellogg's can go, go after themselves. Uh, all right, so... You've now, you've now, you've now bought your hundred dollar deck. You've yes. now, you've now started investing in lands. You now realize that oh, there are archetypes in modern that have been good forever. Right so now, it's time to hit Control P. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, gotta. What is Control P? Print, print. You gotta, you go. Ahead. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's the other thing is like, and that's something we've always said on this podcast. Investing in a modern deck before playing it is a mistake. Oh God, it 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 it. A, it's very expensive. B, yeah. like, you could be miserable. Right. Like, that's one of my complaints with Magic Arena in general, is Don't you can't... build a modern deck if you haven't played it many times and enjoyed it. Right, exactly. So, like, and and especially right now, unless you're playing in Magic Fest, or not Magic Fest Vegas, Magic but, but the Magic Gathering. the Gathering. It's literally... What a name. <laughs> what do we call this Magic the Gathering event that we're holding in Las Vegas? Let's call it Magic the Gathering Las Vegas. Yeah, because we're gathering in Las Vegas. All the directions are in there. <laughs> well, that's what it says on the tin. You might end up at a magic show. There yeah. might be, you might have Penn and Teller. It's a GP. <laughs> it's GP Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which like, I do think it is the first step in coming these back. And I think the flesh and blood event helped pave the way for what this is going to be. Right. Yeah. Um, which is good signs for getting paper magic out. But yeah, I would just print it out, play test it, play test yeah. every archetype. And that also helps you get better at the format because you now have a little library of like the decks of the format that you can test against with your pet deck or the deck you right. are able to afford. So you not only get better at playing decks, you get to see which decks you like and you get to get better at the deck you are able to play in tournaments if you're going to play them. Absolutely. And it's also really nice just to have a uh, deck library or deck gauntlet. Some people call it either or. But basically, if you print out uh, several of the decks from the meta, to test out once you do have your deck you have those decks around to hand to a friend and so let's say i print out amulet titan i play with amulet titan i don't really like it just put that deck aside and when i go oh okay what i do like is i like uh uh, uh boros burn maybe okay so then i've got my boros burn deck and then you come over i say hey uh here's amulet titan let's get a yeah. game and then i go i've also got the Merktide deck like that we'll run my deck through the gauntlet of this deck library right and that also helps you with the play testing right we talked yeah. about coming up with new decks and why one of the reasons that we've always loved modern is it is such a large format that you can find hidden gems in it yes and the best way to try hidden gem deck ideas out is against a gauntlet of metagame decks and by building that you're ahead you get to experience the format that's its own version of magic like yeah. honestly that's as official play as commander is yeah. and you're having a great time so i like definitely recommend trying out different decks whenever you get an opportunity to now there is one thing i want to say about like buying into modern and it is kind of a choice you can make because there is a siloed path and there is a versatile path to investing in modern right like there's cards that are expensive but they are only played in one archetype and normally they're less expensive than say the cards that are played in every archetype right outside of the like this has been printed so many times that it's versatile, but like a Snapcaster Mage is still $54, even though it's not really even seeing that much play right now right? because it can see play in four to five different modern decks and is a staple in like eight other formats. But the like ability to have cards that you buy into that are more usable in multiple formats versus buying into cards like Affinity, where even if you spend the $80 to buy a play set of Arcbound Ravagers, there's one deck that card can yeah. be played in. And, even and it, you, it hasn't existed since they banned Mox Opal. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, no, Affinity no, came not. back. It came back kind of. It goes, kind of, kind yeah, of. kind of. Well, well, what has existed is artifact shell decks, right? There are yeah. artifact aggro decks. They're now playing Emery and Urza, which is another modern horizon card. <laughs> um, but they're, you know, they, they're, those decks have evolved into being some version of what they used to be. Right. But it's not, what it used to be, although, and even with Modern Horizons 2, they did bring some back life back to it because they did add the um, right here, this affinity card I'm pointing at that's the flying draws two cards when it enters the battlefield, affinity blue artifact creature. Yes, from Modern Horizons 2, right? I want to call it that Thought one. Copter, but it, it's 
Probably not Thodcopter. <laughs> um, so like, and and that that is what the Modern Horizon. I will say that is one thing I appreciate of the Modern Horizon sets is that they did look to. Well, it, it it's kind of a debate, I guess. Is is it appreciated? Because what they were trying to do is, what are archetypes and decks that don't aren't good enough, and we can come up with cards that get them over the line where they're now the good decks. But at the same time, what they've done is all the decks you're used to being good in modern are no longer good enough. That's almost like the format rotates, even though it doesn't have rotation, which is what a, what a wonderful accomplishment, Wizards <laughs> of the Coast, for adding rotation to it. But, you know, in, in terms of uh, uh, investing, uh, one yeah. thing that I found very useful over the years is I would always be looking at the decks that are being played, and I would look within those decks, and I would always look and see what are the cards in those decks where it's a playset of this card that's in one deck or sometimes two decks. And it's like the cards are 50 cents each. Sure. And I would start saying, oh, okay, I could put half this deck together for 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, no, I'm still missing the other half, but I just put that in my folder. Right. And then one of two things would happen. The cards that I need for the rest of the deck would go down in value. Or what often was the case is those other cards where it's like, oh, this rare, that's 50 cents would then go up mm -hmm. and it's like, I'd be like, I've got that in my folder. I picked that up when I was just buying play sets of modern cards that were worth 50 cents and down or a right. dollar and down, depending on your budget. And that's how you build a modern trade binder. It's like, it doesn't matter if the card's valuable or not. It's played in modern. Right. And, and it's, it's as blue chip as you can get outside of the reserve list. Yeah. It's like, if it's good there, it's probably going to be good for a long time. And so then what happens is, is that while you're jamming games with your $75 eight whack deck, uh, maybe your trade binder is going up in value and maybe suddenly, like you gave that example of the card from Modern Horizons, which at one point was not being played very much, yeah. not worth very much. Archmage Charm. Right. And it's like, oh, you see Archmage Charm. Oh, but it is being played in this deck. It's two bucks. Let me get a playset of that. I'm just going to build a collection of playsets of everything that's played in Modern that's two bucks or under. Right. And that will, will definitely payback and dividends long term well no and like like there's good examples even from and that because that's a modern horizons example right like yeah. look at modern horizons 2 and 1 and look at the deck archetypes that did not make it yeah for instance reanimator right right where it's like it's close but it doesn't have all of the tools it needs or the metagame isn't perfect for it and like priest of the fell rights is a very inexpensive rare from that set mm -hmm. that you can buy for like a dollar yeah and you can buy like foil premium editions for like a dollar fifty, right? <laughs> and pick those up because every version of that list that comes out is playing those. It's right. just like no, like we're still on the Ragavan train where people right. like that's where all the value is. But that that eventually bleeds off. There's a reason that like when Worldwake was in print, Jace the Mind Sculptor was the only card in that entire set worth value because yes. people were opening boxes playing the Jace Lottery because right. Jace was worth more than a box, right? But Six years later, Celestial Colonnade is a $40 card. Right. Uh, uh, Raging Ravine is a $40 card. Stoneforge Mystic is an $80 card. Right. right? Like, there was a some point where Creeping Tar Pits was up there, too. Right. Uh, and, you know, and this is the absolute truth of what I did. I had one playset of Celestial Colonnades because I bought them while they were a couple bucks to just have the play set because it was something that a few decks in modern were running at the time. Right. And then suddenly everyone's talking to me about how they're 40, 50 bucks each. And I'm like, I don't play the deck, but I, I just have cards now to trade for a deck. I do want to play, right. which I was able to do. And, and, and like, for People instance, special colonnade is still seeing play in modern yes. and is $4. People have pointed to uh, my first modern merfolk deck deck that I did on the channel. And where I say in it, uh, 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 the deck runs Cavern of Souls, which is uh, a, a bit uh, costly at five dollars each or something. And I say, but uh, uh, it, but it's it's definitely a card. I say something like, I basically say, I think you should really pick up this card, even though it's five dollars each. It's it's good for this deck. It'll be good in other decks and 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 stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like you know, it's 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 too bad. It's five bucks or something like that. And and that it's it's like there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and, a, somebody was like, well, yeah, people were passing that, that around. Someone spotted that and posted it on Reddit or something where they're like five bucks. Yeah. And I was telling you to buy it. Yeah. You know, You're spot on. Well, and like, that's the other thing I would point out on the investment train is looking at the future as well. Mm -hmm. Right now, we know that we are going to uh, another Innistrad set in like three weeks. 
I think previews start in two weeks right. from this episode coming out. We're then going to a Kamigawa set. We're then going to a New York art, like noir era set. And then we're going to um, Cowboy Plane. No, no, it's Dominaria. No. Oh, Dominaria. Right? Dominaria. It ends up that there's a creature type on all of those planes that is a modern playable deck that is dirt cheap right now. And it's spirits. Right. Like there are going to be competitive level spirits printed in large quantities this year. Yeah. And you can buy into spirits if you have the Bant mana base and collected companies for like almost nothing. Yeah. And like there's other things to look at. Like you can look at the future and be like, oh, is there probably going to be ninjas in Kamigawa? Yes. We don't know. I don't know that. I'm assuming yeah. like and and that is a deck that has been regularly popular in modern is a value deck. Pretty often, right? Like Ninja Bear Delver has been a like a value deck in the format oh, since yeah. it existed. Yeah. And so like being knowledgeable what sets are coming out, what themes those sets generally could have and then being like, oh, what are inexpensive cards right now? that could make it to becoming more of a tier one deck, but I can have fun with it as a tier two deck. Right. I can play modern reanimator right now and have a blast. Absolutely. And in the next six months, there could be enough cards printed in it that also make it so I can win a GP with it without thinking. Right. <laughs> and then it gets banned, but that's a different issue. So here's here's modern trivia because we've been doing this uh, and this is how we get likes on the video. So this all is right. a bet with all of you hit and like. a bet with you. Hit like. Well, they're, they're making a bet. They don't have to hit like oh, okay. they should, but they don't so have if you, to. If you disagree, you hit dislike. If they get get hit it wrong, button. they have to hit like we're okay. making a bet. Oh, we're okay. betting with them. All right. And I'm betting with you. All right. What's all the right. bet? You have to answer. They have to get the trivia right. So right. I'm going to ask you trivia. Murpho. You're going to him and ha for a second. Murpho. You know, at least one correct thing. You know, part of this question. Murpho yes. is related. Okay. And. All of you have to guess in the comments. You have to comment your answer. And then once you answer correctly uh -huh. or incorrectly, okay. if you also answered it correctly, you have to hit that. So you have to hit that like button. Is, so I have to hit like what you have to do. All you have to do is answer the trivia oh, question. Okay. They are betting their likes yeah. and comments using comments. They're betting likes. It's a whole complicated process. So I, I just have to leave a comment. Yes. Okay. And then like if you get it wrong. Okay. If you get it right, we'll appreciate the like. All right. What what monocolor? deck has not won a modern gp so so of the five monocolors yes i'm aware of the five <laughs> monocolors four of them have won a gp really huh. one of them has not white is white your guess or are you asking <laughs> what is this <laughs> is white, is it white? white it's not white damn all right uh, guess, uh, guess soul again. sisters has won a gp soul sisters won a gp yeah. no snap well check out norin sisters that was a cool list yeah I wonder how that would do right now. Somebody go on to Magic Online and play with Norrin Sisters and tell me how you do. Uh, well, if someone wins the Magic Vegas event with Norrin Sisters, what happens? I will fly them out business class. <laughs> <laughs> so first class for Merfolk. For, no, I said oh, no, business no. class for Merfolk. Oh, business class for both. I okay. didn't even. Now I got to fly you out if you win with Norrin Sisters. You're just expanding. Now I, you with the business class. I would have like lowered it to regular class. Like it, it goes yeah. down. <laughs> the farther you are from okay, Merfolk. Okay, so what, what was the so color? It's not white. It's not, not blue. blue. It's not red. Red has never won a GP. Of course, uh, it's won a GP. Red has won once. Okay, that counts. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. black, mono black. Mono black has never won a Grand really? Prix. I guess that makes sense. Huh. Gray Merchant right. has never made it. That's just yeah. the. Well, because like, and part of that is its its tribe is separated, right? Like zombies yeah. nor vampires ever get the support that like I guess goblins. Well, but Merfolk well, also, yeah, Merfolk doesn't get any support. It's it, you know, it got support in Modern Horizons too. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, in the modern, yeah. And trying to buy my vote, <laughs> trying to buy my vote. That was a bribe. Yeah. We've already established that Taco Bell and right. Wizards of the yes. Coast are not not above bribing content creators for positive Crunchwrap reviews. I, I I would disagree. I don't. I do think Wizards of the yeah, Coast I is above bribing content creators. <laughs> we got we've got in a preview card. Must be nice. It's fair. <laughs> we got one Merfolk preview card. Yeah, that was our, that was our, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Sure. Um, all right. So Magic the Gathering Las Vegas, GP Vegas. I'm hyped. What do you make of the fact that Channel Fireball could have chosen any format for their, they're doing two $25,000 main events mm -hmm. and they chose Modern to be one of those uh, uh, formats. What do you make of that? Honestly, I think part of it is, it is the, I think 
collectively the world agrees that it is the most popular can only be done in that format event. Yeah. Right. Like you like there have been arena events for standard and historic for the last two years during this problem. Legacy can't be done in a large format. Right. Sadly, the pioneer format hasn't been the most successful launch of a line that you would expect to get a big turnout. Modern is the one that just is the thing people care about the most that can only be done in the Grand Prix environment. Well, I believe the numbers really do show that back when they were doing GPs regularly, the modern GPs were the most watched. Yeah, they were the most attended. Uh, uh, especially when I think they did like a team modern format in San Antonio, it might have been. And they said the attendance was through the roof uh, for that or, or some version variation on my, my my foggy memory. But nonetheless, modern is definitely a, a eyeball getter and an attention getter and a butt in the seat getter right. format for GPs. Wizards had some kind of weird problem with it. They removed it as a GP format. I was told at the time that this is because modern doesn't sell booster packs. And not only does modern sell booster packs, it sells the most expensive booster packs that Wizards of the Coast makes. Uh, uh, all of the most expensive booster packs from uh, Double Masters booster packs to Modern Horizons booster packs to VIP packs. The $100 booster packs are all for the modern format, really. Even even if you extrapolate it to Strixhaven packs with the Mystic Archive reprints, right? Like, yeah. like they've so created modern a model. Does sell booster packs. And so what do you say to the fact that pros oftentimes, I'm not going to speak for all pros, but pros were not a fan of having to play modern because, yes, there is a rock, paper, scissors mentality to it to a degree. I think that's a fair criticism from them. And so a lot of pros were frustrated with the modern format and having to play in it for big stakes and and, and important part of their job. I think I think there's. I think there's three things. I think one, one of the reasons it's better to watch is both variety and recognizability, mm-hmm. which is not possible in standard because yeah. you either in standard have variety, but then no one knows what anyone's doing. Right. So the context of talking about uh, what what's on camera and, and like knowing what's going on, you can't like, oh, it's a Jun deck versus Merfolk. Oh, that's my favorite deck. It's like these are a bunch of new decks because it's the first week of the format. So it's exciting to see what's new, but you don't know what's going on or you know what's going on. And we did before the dark times we did um the twitch rivals event mm-hmm. me and ben did like like uh, we hosted it as people were playing yeah. in it and let me tell you i will i never ever ever want to watch a tournament with black white vampires versus uh uh field of the dead mirror matches all day right. long <laughs> like right. after the eighth round and like it was dope like wedge and Bengineering like won the whole thing and that was cool yeah. but i had watched them play the same deck for eight hours against right. the same deck for eight hours and like i think that's a problem with standard and like a standard weekend gpn has that problem where modern you have decks that are relatable you recognize the decks you know like oh i'm excited to see reed duke play junt right but he's gonna play against 18 different decks right. so it's not like every round is like oh great it's junt versus junt again right <laughs> and so I think from a watchability, that's one of the reasons modern is exciting. Also, you just do cooler stuff. Yeah. Right. Like like one of the reasons I kind of am sick of limited is because like a lot of limited formats have become very samey mm-hmm. and modern is never that. Right. Standard is that. Right. Almost always. <laughs> do you think if Wizards of the Coast does when they feel it's safe to announce their competitive tournament series again for in-person play? Uh, do you think that they may have a change of heart about how they treat modern competitively and say, yeah, like, let's assume that they're going to go back to GPs and such. Do you think that that, that they're going to say, you know what, it is selling packs and it is popular. We're going to have modern GPs. Yes. Oh, I already think they did. They had done that. They went back to it, but it was very reluctantly and very. Well, the sparingly, this the summer of Modern Horizons one, which is then also the summer before COVID right. was that. I guess the thing is that I still feel that Wizards wasn't on board with pushing and promoting modern. Maybe that has changed with the sales of Double Masters and Modern Horizons, too. Some other evidence of this is, is you never see things like they did the Pioneer event decks. Why didn't they do modern event decks? You, you, like you said, Amulet Titans, Storm, Dredge, uh, Merfolk. Uh, right. There's a lot of decks, in all honesty, Spirits uh, uh, could have been a viable modern uh, event deck. Um, they could have been offering some modern, uh, uncommons as, as LGS promos to, you know, like there's all kinds of things. You, the list is giant on ways that they could get people excited and interested in 
modern and they always still seem to be dragging their feet about it. I think I think I think something did happen, right? Yeah. I think at the end, uh, like right around Modern Horizons, that was the first time they'd actually figured out how to sell packs to players <laughs> in modern, right? They have Modern Horizons. You mentioned Double Masters, but even stuff like the Mystical Archive in, in Strixhaven, sure. right? Or um, like the 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 box toppers from yes, from Zendikar I are like those. are ways to get people like are kind of magical pun that may be intended of like both getting reprints out for modern players or legacy players or commander players while also making standard dirt cheap yep. and paper. And I think that's like maybe the best possible option between well, both sides. Uh, and then, but you have the world of like, it was coming back. They invented pioneer. Cause I think where they were worried was that they were never going to be able to print cards at a high enough quantity that made it financially feasible for them to print them into modern to make it affordable for everyone. They were still running into that legacy issue just due to the size of the format, right? Like modern right now is twice as big as legacy was when modern was created. And I think that they liked the ability for the cards that they were printing in supplementary stuff, stuff like battle bond and stuff like mm -hmm. conspiracy to be in legacy, but no one can play legacy. So I think they want that now to be a modern, which is why we're getting the Lord of the Rings set being direct, introduced directly in a modern. And their goal was for Pioneer to be the new herald of only rotated stuff going into that set. The problem with Pioneer is I think they launched it a little too early. They launched it at the same time Historic was launched. So it was like super conflicting on what set I'm going to be investing in. They launched it at the same time that they had one of the worst banning cycles of all time and decided to launch Pioneer as a rotating band format. That was what I think was weeks. the biggest thing because I watched it in real time when Pioneer was was announced. And I, I actually think uh, we may have touched on this a little bit when we talked on uh, uh, our episode or maybe it was when I was talking with Ben. Uh, sorry, you two blend together to me for the same person. We're yeah, actually right, he's behind yeah. me this whole time. Right, I'm going right. to I'm like going to rotate. It'll be Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> yes. But uh, I, I, I saw it in real time. Like people were really hyped and excited for Pioneer and then doing the we're doing a ban every other week. The effect that that had was a slamming on the brakes of people wanting to buy in. And I, I saw the comments. I mean, like, listen. I've got a really good sampling of a lot of the community in, in, in my comments. And I saw people saying I'm not buying a, a pioneer deck or until they, they stopped with the bannings right. and then they stopped the bannings and they I had a deck, it. right. <laughs> and then they had a deck that was, 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 was killing the format and, and killing the meta and they just drug their feet on banning it. And so they went from, we're banning every other week or whatever it was. What was it? It was every other week, every week. It, it was, was, it was crazy. It was, it was weekly, crazy. Yeah. Nobody wants to buy in. And then everybody's looking and seeing a deck dominating the meta. And, and, and so a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to play in that. And then when they do finally ban it, everybody bought into Pioneer. Half of them just got screwed. And, and so it was just like a nuclear bomb going off right. in a format that had potential. I think they, they sabotaged Pioneer without yeah. knowing it. They, they, they didn't mean to. It's not like they meant to sabotage means intent, but they, they unintentionally sabotaged Pioneer sure. with that stuff. And then it just turned into, eh, I'd rather play modern. Well, I, I also think like the final nail in the coffin was COVID. Yes. Right. Like right. it was a format that was already struggling. And then the a pandemic happened and right. like everything goes in. So like any, any effort that they could have put in to try and fix the problem. Imagine if they put pioneer wasn't worthwhile. Arena. Yes. Well, <laughs> and then remember everyone's like, you can't put that many cards on. And then like, Hey, it's the new historic horizons jumpstart. It's, 500 new cards or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, wait, you probably could have put Pioneer on on Arena within a year or so. I think they realized for Arena, they just like would rather just add cards they wanted instead of being stuck, which like that's a whole other debate that we don't have to yeah. get on to this podcast. But on like how historic is being managed, uh, Michael has a very good rant on like no longer being able to argue for its existence. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the. The like fact that Pioneer wasn't as successful as or wasn't successful at all. Uh, sorry, Pioneer players. Uh, I, think it, I would disagree. I think there was uh, there there I was an, an interest for it. I just think yeah. I think they have to read. They have to start over. Well, they just swing and a miss with those Pioneer decks, and m mostly in that nobody knew they existed until I did my video on them. <laughs> like like seriously, the number of people like like you literally even had. You know, like like people, uh, it was unbelievable how many people didn't know they existed. 
And then they 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 shortchanged a lot of the the cards that were in them. They should have made them generous, and they they were very stingy with the reprints. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they doubled the price, and then they didn't put a digital code in. Imagine if instead they had packed them full of reprints, they had kept the price low, and they had put a digital code in, and 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 then everybody everybody and their brother would be playing Pioneer. Mm-hmm. And they've done modern challenger decks before, and that's actually what they inspired. One they did one black and white tokens. No, 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 no. That was that was the 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 that was the modern. They did a series of four, and one of them had Chandra in it. There was like a red scred deck. That's and, standard. No, I thought they did a, they a modern did one. Modern challenger decks, my friend. I'm, I'm gonna be my wrong God, here. I'm not. I'm not betting on this one. Modern. I will bet. You I got you on Tarmogoyf. <laughs> I will upgrade your. Yeah, you did. I guarantee you, they modern. never did a modern challenger deck. Masters of modern. No, 2018. What? No. Yeah. Oh, it's Pioneer. Yes. Did, no. Oh, is this the second run of Pioneer Challenger deck? Oh, no, that's 2021. Calvary change. Duh, duh, duh. 2018. I hope you leave all of this in. Me too. Challenger deck set of four. Yeah, this was in. This was this was standard. They're $80 now for a Challenger deck. Buy Challenger decks. <laughs> yeah, that's. we'll see if that stays in this video. <laughs> It's not up to me. It's up to the editors. Editors, <laughs> please. I would like to implore you to leave that in. A little bit of humility for the boss man. All right. So, uh, yeah, modern challengers would be a great idea yeah, to actually that would commit be, to. What it. a good idea, man. Yeah, I'm really glad I thought but of that they've earlier. Never done that, <laughs> yeah, they? They've never done they've it. Never done that <laughs> not once. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, I I I don't think it's a bad idea. I think you're right. Like you kind of have to commit to it. You have to print them in a way that makes it make sense. You have to make decks that make sense. But I think you can take the concept of what they did with the standard ones yeah. and look at even those price points of like how much the value yeah. of the cards were going into that deck. They absolutely could. And like make it an $80 thing or even a $50 no, thing. St- you were had me until you said $80. Okay, $50 deck. Well, but if you're buying a $200 deck for $80, like if they include staples at that price I point. I want to no? get into this. This okay, is no. Okay, what's your price? What's your golden price point for a challenger deck? For a modern challenger yeah. deck? What they charged for the pioneer ones only with modern cards in them and that modern value. Perfect. Yeah. I can make that deal. All right. Done. I'm glad we have the power to make all this happen. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I think I think with that, even if you just like kept like that's what we were trying to do is like, okay, we have a budget of three hundred dollars worth of reprints Mm -hmm. to print into a fifty dollar product. I think you could do that. I think you can make Titan work. I think you can make Dredge work. You don't have to make it like five color Dredge, but like you put like. Like it may be like, you know, because there's the what's the land? There's that, budget dredge yeah. lists now that you can put together yeah. for our. It's not like Stinkweed Imp is yeah. like making you cost money. It's not like any yeah. of the like. But they don't want to do that so. because then what are they going to put into? They're literally doing Modern Horizons and Modern Masters sets now. They need to save that reprint equity. They don't want the prices to go down. Don't you understand? They want the prices high because that justifies charging 20 bucks for a pack. Sure. I'm not disagreeing. Am but I this- the only one who gets it? Am I the only one who sees the <laughs> matrix? Well, you, it's it's all green lines to me. I haven't been here long enough. <sighs> the 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 goal, though, is more to get people the deck that we talked at the beginning yeah. to me, right? It's, it's, I want to play modern. I need something that I can open out of the box and, and am able to, what the commander products now, like I, I right. almost want the attitude that Glenn and Gavin and the commander product team have been able to do with the commander products where when you buy one, you have Thank a you. actual yes. deck, but yes. I want it for modern. Right. And I think you can do that without even wasting reprint equity. I don't think putting primeval Titans and like, scape shifts but then also like the one that brings it back from your graveyard that's an only four dollar card right there's a bunch of that one reclamation something sylvan wreck no that's that's an artifact destruction creature i know the name of that card (laughs) but like steve right like that's a modern staple that's five cents because it's been reprinted so like there's decks you can build yeah all of the red green mountain forests that aren't shock lands are all really inexpensive and you just and like if the value is in shock lands and scape shifts and the rest of the deck is a bunch of uncom like inexpensive cards that's still worth the 50 dollars price tag and now i have a scape shift deck out of the box that i can go play with and i can go i would take that to a gp if someone yeah. made me a uh, 200 dollars budget 50 uh thing that we would say would be 50 dollars at retail i would take that to a grand prix yeah and be fine because you'd kill people with it because primeval titan is a hell of a card yeah, absolutely <laughs> um 
But until that happens, my advice to everyone who is looking to get into modern is start by throwing either mono red burn or eight whack goblins or a version of that together. Mm -hmm. And then you have a deck that is modern viable. And honest to God, eight whack is viable. It can win. Uh, Honest to God, mono red burn can win. And now at the very least, every single modern event, you can sit down and play. And as you sit down and play, you will experience a wide variety of decks and you will possibly have the opportunity to play practice games with a wide variety of decks. Start paying attention and then move on to printing up some proxies, putting them together and playing and piloting those decks and then work out a strategy of trading towards and investing towards and just buying into the deck that you want to play. And though it might be expensive and though the journey might be long at the end of the day, you end up with a deck that you own and can play with for life, save for bands and uh, uh, in a non-rotating format. And uh, you can absolutely get there. Yeah. No, like the amount of money you would spend to just be a grinder in standard. Yeah. Or in the past. I mean, that's always the argument with modern, right? After two years of standard, you've spent more money than one modern deck that you'll never. Yeah. Now, well, it's still dollars now. Sixteen hundred. Well, but standards also been like every set that comes out. Yeah. It's standards wild. Who's playing standard arena players? Yeah. <laughs> is there a Saviors of Standard podcast? Saviors of Standard? That's not here. <laughs> I don't want to play standard. standard. Oh my god! There's Popper podcasts, Commander podcasts, Pioneer podcasts, Limited Modern podcasts, podcast. Limited podcasts. Is there just Honest to God only? Stand- now, don't say like constructed. They don't do constructed resources anymore. I think LSV wanted to bring that back. Uh, but like just but standard, standard the podcast. I don't think there is. This is a, this is an open window. <laughs> Who gets that first? Is there a podcast that only talks standard? I think I think that the issue with a standard podcast because there's definitely existing. Yeah, I know right? what the issue with a standard podcast <laughs> is that is. what do you talk about week four of a set coming out? When we have a stale moment in modern, there's always stuff to talk about. You can can complain about it at the very least. Yeah, yeah. You can complain about it. You could do top tens. You can talk about the history of the format. You can talk about weird brews. In standard, I guess you have the weird brew option. You can always like be like, this cool card is a thing. But often brew decks are not the most successful videos. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You could be an arena podcast, but then you're not a standard podcast. Every every idea I'm coming up with is a standard. There's arena podcasts. There's there's. I think there's even a historic one. I would imagine there. I think there is probably a standard podcast. Like just stand like they're they're on. They're like like we're like I know there's podcasts that cover standard and they cover constructed decks and they rotate formats within and they do. There's probably one where they do a lot of it. But what I mean is, is they're like our gimmick, our premise, our pitch is this is we talk one thing and one thing only on this podcast standard. And well, and, and I'm just, I'm hoping that in our comments, there's just people commenting the They're very obvious. Like, yeah, yeah, the saviors of standard. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> How dare you not know they exist? Just trying to not steal our idea. We've been yeah. doing this for 30 years. <laughs> so years. <laughs> Podcast didn't even exist. We were in right. GP is just yelling right. at people right. <laughs> about how great rotation is. Um, but yeah, so so I think that's like a great stopping point for like what to do. Uh, I guess you're going to be at Magic Fest Vegas. I'm going to be at Magic Fest Las Vegas. <laughs> and I, I am as well. Uh, probably playing a rotation amount of Commander, Modern, and Limited. I'm going to, I'm want. i just so excited to crack back some yeah. mystery boosties. Right. That's like, it's like going to be fun. There was like so many things. It was like, ah, oh, peak Magic Fest Reno. This is it. Magic Fest and then like world shut down. Yeah, <laughs> and so bringing suck. it back is going to be great. That did suck. Uh, and I can't say I was at I was at Gen Con and being back at events is there's a reason people like going to these things. They're 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 a blast. I'm really excited and I'm excited to see people there. I'm very excited as well. Absolutely. And I hope to see you there. Uh, And where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, I'm on this thing called YouTube. Mm, Go to YouTube. This new app, right? Yes, it's an app like TikTok. Just type the word Talarian into YouTube and I'll come up or for fun. Type the word Talarian modern event deck into youtube and 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 that's how i'll know how watched your episode is to the end is i'll see my because my modern event and debt video gets zero views a month because who's googling modern, modern event deck is that what it was we were talking about a modern event deck uh well i have a video on a modern event oh, deck. Okay. no i wasn't plugging your episode 
No, oh, if you want to see if you want to see Kessler on on me, you can just oh, like, oh, the like the original black white modern yeah, event. I have a with, review. Yeah, I yeah. want to see how many people <laughs> just go down memory lane and watch my review on the modern event deck, uh, exclusively from this, and I'll all see. Right. Yeah, that's we yeah, all have we to get go. Like Forty views on your episode. Okay. Uh, yeah. A week. Yeah. A week. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. We can we can get those yeah. numbers be better, guys. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, but well, they're all going to go watch Ben's video. Ben's video was really good. Make sure you type in Tolarian Splinter Twin and you can watch the one with Ben. Yeah, that one's good. That one Don't watch really mine. Good. Ben's one. Ben's such a great podcast co-host, isn't yeah, he? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm he's very great. lucky. I, I, loved, I loved having him on. And uh, I was I was really sad that he couldn't make it to this one. I know. Next uh, time. This, the reason I said yes was I did think I was right. going to get to talk well, with Ben again. I, you know, I that's yeah. why I like lied to you ahead of time. I was yeah. like, Ben's going to be there. Yeah. I'm I not even going to show I noticed up. noticed the way you said that. Yeah, it was all, all yeah. a ploy to get yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Now, now I'm actually going to you're going to be kidnapped. This is the end of the. This is it. Yeah. This is, I we'll, hope you we'll had a good. By Ben. I, as long as this Ben is involved, I'm really happy because he's just so damn charismatic. I can make a cardboard cutout of him and then. <laughs> I, would, I would like that. But yeah. yeah, we can get you one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so thank you so much for joining the thank podcast you for absolutely um good for looking forward to seeing you in vegas and looking yeah. forward to see all y'all in vegas uh and and if you have any other cool ideas on how people can get into modern and let us know in the comments we're we're excited to see some some advice from the world and don't forget to take the taco bell gordita crunch challenge yes yeah, so you got to tweet <laughs> your favorite as your favorite thing at the mm cast at taco bell hashtag yes. sponsor the mm cast yes uh and your favorite taco bell menu item and they need to of, of all of the things that we've now obligated this audience to right. that's the most important to be honest uh all right yeah. thank you sir thank you thank you everyone and make sure to uh, hit that subscribe button if you haven't before we do this uh, every week and we'll talk to you all next week thanks everyone bye this has been a production of time traveler media Sending podcasts into the future.